0: We here are all such innovative people. So I am telling you, if you want to change the world, you're at Georgia Tech, you can do that. If you want to build the Iron Man suit, you're at Georgia
1: Tech, you can do that. If you want to play theme music during your convocation speech like a badass, we're at Georgia Tech, we can do that. I am doing that and we are doing this. This is the podcast known as What's the Good Word? It is a podcast about Georgia Tech athletics by Georgia Tech alum and fans, and most importantly, for Georgia Tech alum and fans. My name is Stephen. I am the alum. His name is Joshua. He is the fan. Joshua, what's the good word? To hell with Georgia. Always and forever,
0: especially on on finals week, as we prove our um, academic dominance.
1: Welcome to finals week and graduation week podcast. Of What's the good word? We will be talking a little bit about the graduation ceremony and about the athletes who graduated We'll also be covering baseball. We're actually going to take a quick week off of basketball not a ton of news, so we're gonna We're gonna see what uh, we're gonna give Damon the week off and see what he <laughs> does during his week off And then uh, we will be focusing at the end of the show kind of second half of the show We will be talking about the football team. Joshua give a little preview of in-depth what we will be discussing. Yes, well, we like to say that we are not like most sports shows here, but
0: today we're going to be a little bit more. We're going to be a lot more. We're going to be a lot more like other sports shows. Las Vegas released projected win totals for most of the Power 5 and Group of 5 programs. Georgia Tech's number came in. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to give our opinion on what the likelihood is of Tech exceeding or matching
1: that number. And uh, make sure you tune in next week when we do the top 10 list of something to do with uh, tech athletics. And then after that, we'll be doing uh, another trope the week after that. Eventually, so- we'll get to how does this affect LeBron's legacy? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Uh, before we dig into the topics, I would like to also do something we've been acknowledging every week. It continues. As we record this, it is day number nine eight two of the reign of Roman Reigns as the WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. Roman, former Tech grad and alum, we acknowledge you.
0: He's so dominant they had to make a whole nother title. Exactly. Had to make a whole because they felt bad for everybody else. That's what the, we breed here, at Georgia Tech.
1: Speaking of former Georgia Tech. Grads and alum, the Georgia Tech did have their uh, spring commencement ceremony. Georgia Tech athlete invited back to be the commencement speaker. Absolutely. Well, what, 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 who was it? It was Kansas City Chiefs kicker Harrison Butker, also known as the Butt Kicker of the Dogs, with the game-winning field goal we all remember. He also had a game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl this last year. I would like to. Take a moment and read some of the quotes. I I found there's a bunch of articles about it. The best article I found was from the Catholic News Agency. Harrison Butker is a devout Catholic, raised in a Catholic home. He acknowledged the Catholic Center at Georgia Tech, helping lay a foundation for his adult faith as well as his family. He had some great things to say, and in typical Harrison Butker fashion, said it very lovingly, very graciously, almost timidly, <laughs> um, actually not timidly just just delivered in a very matter of fact way. So I would like to using this article just kind of state some of the things that Harrison Butker said. He told these students I'm about to pop off some hard truths and said that... Hard work might land them a very successful career, but that would not necessarily be enough to make them happy. Quote, in the end, no matter how much money you attain, none of it will matter if you are alone and devoid of purpose. There are too many examples of people who've achieved worldly success but remained unfulfilled. He also said that our culture is suffering. I can offer one controversial antidote that I believe will have a lasting impact for generations to come get married and start a family. Harrison Butker with some controversial comments telling people to get married and start a family. Got to get canceled for that. They, well, he actually talked about cancel. Great. He said all of this happiness, uh, such as kick winning the Super Bowl with a kick, all of this happiness is temporary, and the truth is none of these accomplishments mean anything compared to the happiness I have found in my marriage and in starting a family. My confidence as a husband and father, and yes, even as a football player, is rooted in my marriage with my wife as we leave our mark on future generations by the children we bring into the world. How much greater of a legacy can anyone leave than that? He also talked about that uh, many. there is a war on truth in the world. Many have lost respect for the dignity of the human person. Quote, gone are the days when a plurality of thought was accepted and encouraged. Instead, freedom of thought has been replaced by a culture built on cancellations for those who disagree. He encouraged students to, quote, take risks at the expense of being silenced. There will always be critics and those that disagree with our viewpoints. However, if we shy away from confrontation, then the only voices left will be the ones with the most power. So Harrison Butker being controversial by being... Conservative. Well, I would just (laughs) say historical, or just say a return to family and faith, and not demanding everyone do it, but just acknowledging that there's a plurality of thought. That's what college is supposed to be about. And kudos to Harrison. I wish him the best. And thank you, sir, for coming back to Georgia Tech and delivering a fantastic commencement address. hope there was a trigger warning before that, just in case someone got Anyway, um, hey, this isn't a typical college. This is the Georgia Institute of Technology. Thankfully, they didn't need that.
0: Absolutely. So moving on to what we are normally here for after a great little um, aside on Harrison Butker and his beliefs. Georgia Tech baseball was playing at home against Pitt this weekend. They did not have a midweek game. So only the weekend series. uh, ACC competition. And quite simply, Georgia Tech smoked them. This is one of the better series that we have seen from the Yellow Jackets baseball team. Uh, first game on Friday was an 11-1 to drubbing from the Yellow Jackets. One of the best pitch games so far of the season, Stephen. Uh, Luke Schmolke got the win, started off five innings pitch, only two hits and one run. Now, he did have six walks, which is not great. But five strikeouts, and he didn't let a lot of them cross home plate. So it's um, doable. The built bullpen with Ben King and Dalton Smith had four shutout innings on top of that. On offense, they had 14 hits with those 11 runs, only three extra base hits, however. They just seemed to come at the perfect time. For example, Stephen Reed had two of those extra base hits with a double and a home run, and he drove in four of the runs. You also had three RBIs from Angelo Despina and three RBIs from Drew Compton. So, overall, a great game. Jake DeLeo also two for five with two runs. Of course. Yeah, so I mean, you didn't drive in any runs, so slow day at the office, I guess. The um, mid-game the mid, the mid game of the series um, sorry, on Saturday featured Georgia Tech with a first, Steven. Not a good first, but a first. They got shut out. First time they've been shut out this season. I believe it is the first time. There have been a couple games where they scored about one, but this was quite a game. Seven innings from Logan Evans on the pit side, only four hits, six strikeouts. Um, a masterclass to be able to shut down an offense like this, right? Georgia Tech only had six hits. Four of them came from the top four in the lineup, one each for Christian Campbell, Jake DeLeo, Stephen Reed, and Angelo Um, On the Tech side, Adam, Aiden Finitieri had a great start. Five innings, five hits, only one run with six strikeouts and no walks. It was just the bullpen of Jackson Vaughn and Dawson Brown giving up two runs apiece in their innings of work. Um, and then the offense didn't score anything at all. Right. right. So even no matter how good the team pitched, they were gonna lose this game. It happens. Um Well, Tech, actually, it hadn't happened, but now it has. It, Hopefully it doesn't happen again. There's a first time for everything. Well, it didn't happen the next day on the Sunday game. The, the, the rubber match. Georgia Tech bats woke up. I guess they they took the day off. Um maybe they were studying too much for finals the night before and then they realized Exactly what it was. You know, we got this guys it's okay. They went off for 15 runs in the final game of the series and put an absolute hurting on the Pittsburgh Panthers. 19 hits from the team. Um Jackson Finley got the start, three and a third innings only he gave up 7 hits but only let 2 runs scored, one of them earned. Um the bullpen only gave up 1 run on the rest of their work and that was uh Terry Busey in his 2 innings of work on the offensive side you had three home runs from Stephen Reed. Three home runs. Quite the display. You also had a home run from Angelo Despina, who actually has 12 on the year, an underrated part of this Georgia Tech attack. we DeLeo, Finley, and Reed have kind of gotten a lot of the headlines. Despina has been very
1: consistent for this team. We've consistently talked about Despina, mainly because we took us about three weeks of the season. <laughs> that we could finally agree on how to say his name. That's Absolutely. our fault, not his fault. He is he has been he, he's been Nick marcakis like for this Absolutely. team. Absolutely.
0: That's a great comparison. Um Jake DeLeo went 3 for 5 himself. Didn't have any RBIs but did score three runs. So every time he got on base, he was brought around to score. Um three doubles actually in the game. You also had a home run from John Giesler. And just a lot of multi-hit games. Obviously, if you have 19 hits, a lot of people are going to get in on the fun. So Georgia Tech currently sits at 28-19 and 19 on the season. They are following this up in this coming week. They've got a Wednesday game against Kennesaw State that will be at Kennesaw. So feel free to check it out. And then Friday, they will be playing Duke in Durham. So an away series against the Duke Blue Devils. Another chance
1: to gain some ACC um some ACC ground. Yeah, they they play Duke on the road. I believe they play Mercer the next midweek and then yes. wrap up the regular season with UBA. So, we're in the final stretch, we're in the stretch run heading into the ACC tournament. It's going to be interesting this this team again. The pitching is getting better, not great. So, in all fairness,
0: Pitt is one of the teams sort of on our level in terms of the ACC record, a very similar ACC record. Relatively similar overall record, too, so they didn't shut
1: down the greatest team. We shut down a team, and we hadn't done that very often this year, especially in ACC play. Speaking of baseball, one other thing I will simply add. We had Jake DeLeo had been a multiple-time National Player of the Week. I believe Despina won it. I know Jackson Finley won it at least once. Stephen Reed wins the Baseball Collegiate National Player of the Week and ACC Player of the Week. You talked about his three home runs. He hit four for the week, nine hits total. He hit 643 for the week, slugged 1571 with four home runs and 10 RBIs. That'll get you a national player of the week honors. Yeah. So our offense continues to rack up individual honors, and players have fantastic weeks. So let's see where they go. That This is a team that if they get hot, again, we'll see how well they do. But – Go play Duke. uh, We've been great at home and not very good on the road. I'd like to see them play very well in a road series. I do want to point out one other little story, and that is that this week is uh, finals week. It is graduation week. And there was a wonderful article on ramblinrec.com. I'd encourage all of our listeners to go find this article and spend some time Shouldn't take long to read it, even though it's a long list of names. Georgia Tech had 79 student athletes who are graduating. And as much as we have talked on this podcast and will continue to talk about sports, sports is fantastic. I love it. I cheer for my team. We want to see Tech succeed on all fields of play and all types of competition and want to see us win awards and tournaments. These guys are students. These these ladies and gentlemen are student athletes. And as much as NIL is changing the college game, I hope we don't stray too far away from the fact that these student athletes are given the opportunity to come play sports competitively and also to earn a valuable degree. And 79 athletes, uh, guys like Drew Compton, Jackson Finley, John Giesler, Jaden Jackson, Ben King, Joseph Manley, Brandon Prince, Jack Rubenstein on the baseball team, Coleman Boyd on the
0: basketball team. Uh, and he's going to start a graduate assistantship on the Tech basketball team. Well, I know we said we're going to give Damon a, a some time off, but that's really notable. The Great fan, hire. Fan
1: favorite, back on the bench. Great hire of Coleman Boyd. We'll talk about that like more next coach week. Coach on the floor. Yep. Naria Hermosa from the basketball team. There were uh, – Ten, uh, at least ten guys from the football team, including Gavin Stewart, uh, Jalen Huff, Keenan Johnson. Uh, golf had four graduates: uh, Andy Mao, Ross Steelman, who we've talked about, by the way. Ross Steelman, shout out to the HTS degree, History, Technology, and Society. Hey, Megan Cassidy and Emma Kauf on the softball team, the Spirit Squad, men's swimming and diving, women's swimming and diving, tennis. Brandon McKinney that we've talked about, who's going to play in the tournament, women's tennis, uh, track and field, volleyball. We talked, we started our podcast in the fall talking strong about the volleyball team, including Julia Bergman. And so there are these these wonderful men and women are are athletes, but they're students. They are getting their degrees. And listen, it was true when I went to school there. It's still true today. Georgia Tech is known as a fine institute of high learning, and it is hard to get in, and it is hard to get out. That's why when you meet a Tech alum, if, if you're not a Tech alum and you're listening to this, if you ever meet one, just ask them, when did you get out? You don't ask, when did you graduate? You ask, when did you get out? And every Tech alum knows exactly what you mean, because we were screaming in the middle of the night during finals week to let out stress, and we had the look to your left and look to your right. I don't think they do it anymore. But but tech was, it's not only hard to get out, tech has always been known as one of the highest quality education for the best price. It always is keeping it affordable. That's always been one of the things that sets tech apart, not only the high standard, but the value. Even with that value, these students get to do that on scholarship and that's worth something. It is worth a lot. And so we salute the student athletes who are graduating. We congratulate them. You have already won. So thank you for for putting in the effort and the time at Georgia Tech. And I hope that degree turns into a fantastic career or non or non career professionally, but using it in helping the world in whatever way you choose to do that. So congratulations to you guys. Absolutely. All right. So, like I said, it's a light news week because of finals and because of graduation. So we spent a little time talking about finals and graduation. Now, let's talk a little football. Football. Year round. And speaking of year-round, the transfer portal news, and when this gets posted, it you might have already seen it on a news feed. But as we are recording this, this literally became news inside of 30 minutes ago, I will say friend of show because he is a friend of mine and I will confess he is a UGA alum who's a good friend of mine. His name is Jeff and he's a friend of show. He's listened before and he broke the news to me by sending me a text. And then Joshua fan of tech and professional sports media guy to be is uh, Came in and said, Hey, we have breaking news. So thank you, Jeff, for breaking it to me. And thank you, Joshua, for breaking it. So I'll cede the floor. You tell everybody who tech just picked Absolutely. up in the pool. Well, it's been
0: rumored for a while. Bryce Kuhn in our little Discord has been dropping hints about it for, I would say, about three weeks. And you could never actually name the guy. But it is Dominic Blaylock, wide receiver from the University of Georgia Bulldogs transferring. He's going to continue his college career within the state of Georgia, but now he's going to be in downtown Atlanta, not Athens, Georgia. So Dominic Blaylock was a top 50 recruit when he came out. Um, I believe 36, according to 24-7 Sports, 6'1", 205, um, very, very athletic wide receiver. Um, his biggest issue has been injuries. He has struggled to stay on the football field. Um, he didn't really play at all in 2021, only had two catches that year. His other two years, uh, freshman year, he had 18 catches. Last year, um, 2022, he had 15. Um, never really eclipsed more than 310 yards. He seems to be a big play guy when he does get the ball. He's never had, in those years, that he's actually played significant snaps. Um, he's never averaged below 15 yards a reception. Uh, Struggle has just been staying on the field. And on top of that, I mean, UGA's offense – has kind of been a little weird. They tend to target their tight ends and really focus on pounding the rock. Um no wide receiver has really put up big numbers in the last couple of years at Georgia, which I think is why you've seen guys like Blaylock, even guys like A.D. Mitchell, um, and I believe Jermaine Burton in Alabama transfer out. They've kind of been pushed to the side for, you know, understandably athletic freaks like Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington
1: and Eric Gilbert.
0: So um a nice high upside pickup there for the Yellow Jackets
1: yeah, I, I like the pick up. It's always nice to get someone from your rival who was a high recruit. We can use the depth. He's yeah. got some experience. I believe he actually participated in senior day, but still has two years of eligibility. So COVID year. Yeah. Uh, my, my friend Jeff said he's a solid guy. Like he's a rootable guy, nice guy, and a great player. Who just couldn't stay healthy, like you said. Yeah. I believe he's also known for being the son of Mookie Blaylock, who plays in the Atlanta
0: Hawks. He isn't so. Atlanta royalty, but his his
1: name does get a few. I remember I remember <laughs> that name. <laughs> well, hopefully we will remember Dominic Blaylock, Don Blaylock in down on the flats. White and gold. And as I told my friend Jeff, I hope he scores a go ahead touchdown against UGA in the final game. So we uh, we can keep our fingers crossed. Speaking of keeping our fingers crossed, and speaking of s- hot sports opinion, hot sports take HST. It's time to Joshua. You wanted to do a win prediction, or you wanted to do a let's let's look at next year's schedule. I, we're not. I told him the one one request I had, and he wasn't looking to do this. But my one thing I will never do is. Let's pull out the schedule and go. That's a win. That's a loss. That's a win. That's a loss. Cause that is the stupidest, most ridiculous waste of time. We've just spe- I've just spent 30 seconds talking about it. And that's a waste. And I apologize. I'll figure out a way to get that time back to you. How do you want to talk about this? What do you want to discuss? Well, I'll
0: preface it by saying the Vegas odds that came out, the over under for Georgia Tech is four wins. Okay. Four wins. Now, normally this was weird to me all the other teams in the ACC got the the half treatment right you know oh nine and a half seven and a half I don't know why they said George Tech gonna be an even number because now it's like well if I'm betting the over it's either five wins or if I'm betting the other it's three there's no like oh I think they're a four win team you have to like actually bet on that they is, probably are doing that because they don't want to get a lot of action on the name uh, yeah that makes sense so um, it sparked a discussion within the discord. Of what do we think that is? Do we think it's an over? Do we think it's an under? So we're not going to go through the schedule, but just general thoughts. This is obviously all on paper, right? We've got spring practice to go off of. Mm-hmm. Half these kids we haven't even seen in spring practice, like most of the freshmen we haven't seen play, some of the new transfers we haven't seen play. Um, just sort of what are your thoughts on the team? Is there a chance that they improve on that five and seven mark from last year? Do they hit the over? What what general thoughts on? the
1: on paper look of this team and, and your thoughts on the Vegas. Oh, so you wanted to do this and now you're asking me for the first opinion. Well,
0: so I prefaced it. I don't want to take up the viewers. You know, I don't want to talk <laughs> for 15 minutes. Listeners, yeah.
1: No, you're not going to talk for 15 minutes. I will cut you off. Mm. <laughs> Overall you will, you but don't know the power. I man. Listen, I do know the power. So I, you know, I, I, so just so the listener knows, One of the things we wanted to bring in this show occasionally is there are times to have a difference of opinion. Harrison Butker told us that at the commencement address. (laughs) I think this is a complete waste of time. I think it's, I I think it isn't worth much because we don't know who's going to get hurt. We don't know. We've seen Brent key coach eight games with someone else's roster And in an interim title, we don't know his culture. We don't know. I mean, we've got ideas. We've seen some glimpses. But this is a whole lot of we're not sure. Again, Vegas put four wins because they're trying to limit somewhat the money that goes on tech. Because I believe this team, if they get lucky and the ball bounces the right way and things kind of go their way, there is potentially a team that can win six games. I don't think they will if if things, I I think there's just as much or even more likely to have less than six wins. The reason why it's four is because there's people who are going to think they're going to, even though the team might, might be progressing overall, some of their wins last year, you couldn't point to one particular play or this had to go right. Uh, the other team played really poorly and made a lot of dumb mistakes. Now, there's no reason to say that can't happen again, but I, I just I, I think this team is very likely, just as easily could win six, and maybe even I don't, I don't know if I'd say seven, but this could be a six-win team. This could be a three-win team. I, I want to see them win. I hope they win. What I want to see is, are we actually building? a long-term solution and culture like Paul Johnson had, like George O'Leary had, like what Bobby Ross was starting and then left for the NFL, What, like what Bill Curry had. That's that's what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, and we'll see that. Um, but in the end, you know,
0: if the team's going to win, it, it, it's okay. So I, I'm going I'm to do a little bit more of it. Did an you answer. just say if
1: the team's going to win, it's okay? Yeah,
0: I mean – Right. I want That's, to see. I want to see the trend I want to see the the culture. But like, if poetry, if if you're improving the culture and also winning, you know, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll, I'll break it down. I, I like to bite. I want to get into sports media, so I got to get used to this anyway. Um, and now that we've gotten the get off my lawn take, we'll now get the the the, the con, uh, not the typical take. So looking at <clears throat> the depth chart from Georgia Tech, um, I think saying that they're gonna even repeat last year's win total of five wins, might be pushing it. And that is for a very simple reason. Georgia Tech is replacing a lot of talent, right? Their entire wide started, projected starting wide receiver group are transfers. From Chase Lane to Abdul-Jane to Christian Leary, every single wide receiver is coming into this program brand new. And most of the kids that are coming back haven't had a ton of playing time. Malik Rutherford looked really good in the spring game. But he is still super young. We don't have Leo Blackburn, unfortunately. And then you've got James Blackstrain, Avery Boyd, and DJ Moore, who are all freshmen or sophomores. Um, The offensive line is basically the same as last year. And last year, they weren't that good. They got better towards the end. And I think there's still plenty of chance for growth. A lot of them are hitting their junior years, which I think is a big deal for offensive linemen. So that's going to be one of the biggest determinations of the offense. And the same thing is with the quarterback, right? Zach Pyron looked good for a freshman. That is a much different scale than he was good. Um, and Haynes King has kind of the same thing. He's looked good in spurts, but he's also looked bad in spurts, and he's very rarely actually stayed on the field. There's a lot of question marks on the offense, but I do expect the offense to get a lot better than last year, just because last year they were really, really, really bad, and it's hard to be worse than that. Um, the running back room will definitely help with that from Dante Smith to Trey Cooley. The issue that I have. And the reason that I don't think tech is going to get much better this year is for every step I think the offense has and will potentially make, I think the defense is going to take an equal step backwards. Um Georgia Tech is losing its most important defensive players. And that's going to be really hard to replace. You know, you're losing four starters. And it's not just four starters, it's your four most impactful players. Zamari Walton was your cornerback one. You know, he had the size to cover anybody. Keon White was 25% of your pass rush. And that was, you know, coming off an injury and having been new to the defensive line. And then your two starting linebackers who were flying all over the field, making plays, and also were big parts of your pass rush as well are also gone. Now, the linebackers that they brought in, Brandon Oliver, Andre White, Austin Dean, I think are talented, but are they Charlie Thomas talented, right? Are they going to be able to contribute in so many facets of the game? Not to mention on the defensive line, that's my biggest issue point for this team, right? The defensive tackles are good, but are they going to be able to make consistent pressure inside to help the edge rushers? Do you believe that Sylvain Yonjuné and Kyle Kennard are going to take significant jumps as pass rushers? Because that's going to be really important for this team. I think the secondary is still pretty good. Clayton Powell and Miles Brooks are a solid starting, a good starting safety combo. Um Miles Sims is still a decent corner. KJ Wallace and Keenan Johnson are, you know, ACC average starters. It's I think that this team is moving in place and I don't
1: think that it'll get any better than 5 and 7. Well, and and to uh, to make a point to your point, last year this defense which was your strength gave up 41 to Clemson, gave up 42 to Ole Miss, yeah. gave up uh 41 to Florida State. So once you faced a up, good offense, gave up twenty-seven to Virginia Tech, gave up thirty-five to Miami, gave up thirty-seven to Georgia. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's not like they were when they could hold other teams to twenty-one and under. Yeah. You gave the offense a chance to win. I think they're hoping if there's a good season in them, or a better season, or a let's show in the first full year. You're hoping the offense will not have too many. We gave, we got shut out. We got ten. We got 12. 14, we got 17. We got nine. We got yeah. I yeah. mean, losing to Virginia, 16 to nine. So it's, the the offense could help the defense for sure. Correct. Because so so that's where I say it's so hard to predict because how much better will the offense be and how much of a regression does the defense take because teamwork. Culture, attitude, playing together can cover over a multitude of potentially a, a slight reduction in talent in the short term. Well, you know what else covered
0: over for the offense's ineptitude last year? What's that? Turnovers. Georgia Tech defense was really good at forcing turnovers. They they forced a ton of – I think it was 22 fumbles last year, right. and they recovered 13 of them. The offense only gave away four fumbles. Not to mention, you know, Tech didn't have a ton of interceptions because our quarterbacks just didn't get anywhere near people. Um, but the Tech defense, I mean, the reason that Tech won the UNC game was turnovers. Yeah, You know, the offense didn't play great. They just capitalized when the defense set them up. They also won because UNC dropped a touchdown at the goal line in the last second. But either way. And so to, that's another thing that i I'm, I'm baking into this prediction of regression is turnovers are notoriously finicky. It's really hard to repeat a high turnover season. So, do you have a number? Like I said, I don't think they'll get above five and seven. At best, five and seven. So you you would go over.
1: <laughs> I at at like well, that's what they were last year, right? So that's yes. why you say run in place. Just so you know, the 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 schedule they open with Louisville. I think they'll, I'm they. I'm not we're not going right, to do that. But they, you know, they do play South Carolina State. They later play Bowling Green. Those are two you hope. Yeah. But it's at Ole Miss, at Wake Forest. They play Clemson and Georgia. at Miami. The Boston College is here. North Carolina is here. They play at Virginia. They play at Clemson. And then they have Syracuse. So there are a couple of non-annual games that are not the strongest ACC teams, potentially. But I don't know what they're going through. I'm, I haven't done a review of any of them. And again, I'll keep, I'm, it, I'll I'm, keep it simple. Right? I, we're not going to
0: go through the whole schedule. There's four pretty much like ninety-five percent chance losses from Georgia, Clemson, Ole Miss, and Wake Forest. Louisville's supposed to be pretty good. They brought in Jeff Braum. He's a good head coach. Um, Syracuse has Dino Babers. They're typically an average ACC team, six and six, seven and five. Um, you're gonna have you're gonna have to beat some middle tier ACC teams to be considered a middle
1: tier ACC team. i will f- i will finish with one thing so you called me the get off my lawn how about I be the alum the start of the 1990 football season tech was picked to finish in the middle of the pack or or toward the bottom we went undefeated and won the national championship I'm not saying that's what this team is going to do. I'm saying one of the for exactly. all the tropes of Vegas has them at over under a four, what do you think? I think these are individuals. I think team play can make a difference. I think culture of Brent Key. I'm glad we're not going to be playing loud, stupid music over the practice, and instead we're going to get better. We're going to do our job. We're going to be responsible. It'll be very interesting to see what that results in. So I very easily could see us at best winning five. I said, I, you know, the, uh, you want me to make a prediction? I'll predict six and be optimistic. That would be one better than this last year. And if things don't go our way, it could be a bad season win total. But if you see progress, if you see a team And if you see getting better, that was the one thing about Collins. You said a lot of talent left. None of that talent played even remotely close to the top of their potential. And I put a lot of that at Collins' feet because of the culture. He lost that team. Charlie Thomas played up to his potential. The team did not play up to its potential. but Charlie Thomas played up to his potential. Charlie Thomas was a stud. Yeah, Sure and he played his best the second half of the season. So anyway, all right, so uh, did you have fun doing I that?
0: did. This is this is kind of I got to get used to it. Like I said, if I'm going to be in sports media, that's like
1: how you crank out your daily articles. Change the narrative, don't go for clickbait, but man, we did it once in our 36th episode, I think this is. I forgot to look before we came on. So, uh, this is definitely the episode that if they ever wanted to respond, now is the time. JoshuaJulian26 yeah. at Outlook.com. JoshuaJulian26 at Outlook.com. Or leave
0: us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is.
1: Do what Absol- you got to do. Absolutely. Go on a rant. Pontificate to us. Tell us tell us your in-depth analysis. Why don't you give us the schedule and say win-win, loss-loss, and, and tell us why uh, Joshua was so... Wrong! How could you say only five? Running in place, how dare you? But hey, that's what we do as sports fans. We just don't do it as obnoxiously or stupidly as other fans of other universities in other parts of the state. Joshua, parting words? That's the worst way to end a podcast, I apologize. But you did a trope, so I'm going to say, anything else you want to add? No. I didn't think so. else I want to add there's nothing the only thing left to add is actually just to ask a question we, first of all we thank you for listening if you know someone in your life who's a Georgia Tech alum or fan tell them about this show we'd love to hear from them we'd love to know that we're reaching some more alum and fans and you're finding it enjoyable the only thing left to say is the big question that is on everyone's mind what's the good word